Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. I'm really excited because Jay on. My husband's on the podcast today, but unfortunately, he will not be photographed because it's part of his business and he doesn't want to. And that's the cool thing about Busy Living Sober is that if you want to be anonymous, you want to be on the show, you can be on the show and you can remain anonymous and we won't have to have your photo on. We can just have your voice. So, um, and my husband isn't anonymous like that, but he is anonymous with his photo because of his business. So, that being said, hey, JF, what's up? Hey, Busy, what's up with you? (laughs) Well, what's up with me is we're on um, episode 147. 147. Wow. Can you believe that? 147 episodes. Woo-hoo! By the way, there's Lily. I had to show Lily the puppy in the video. So that I'm, means you got past a gross and you didn't even celebrate. That's kind of sad. We're going to celebrate at 150. No, 144 you should have celebrated. That's a gross. Oh, that's a gross? Yes. It's a okay. dozen dozen. It's a dozen dozen. Well, isn't that good to know? So the dozen dozen. So there we go. That's the um, the dozen dozen is where we are. So let's talk about, um, you know what I want to talk about? Because somebody just brought it up to me. Was this no, um, no drinking January. Juiceless January. Juiceless January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like everybody's quitting drinking. I even have no, I even know someone that actually just reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, I'm not drinking for January. I'm like, okay, good for you. She's like, do you think I have a problem? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know the person, so I have no idea if they have a problem or not. But if you probably have to take off a little time, I don't know. I'm not going to tell. It was a thing 30 years ago. It was? Oh yeah. Did you do it 30 years ago? We had juiceless January in Philadelphia. Yes. And did you do it? Did I do it? Yeah. Did you participate in Juiceless? Mm, not really. You didn't? No. But I think that, you know, I, I really... Because I had a problem that was too long for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I never really tried to quit till I really did quit. And you know what I find is interesting? Is that, you know, I have realized over time... You know, I used to want, people used to ask me all the time, do you think I'm an alcoholic? Do you think I'm an alcoholic? And I have a dear friend that even asked me if she thought, I thought she was an alcoholic. Isn't that kind of confusing? She thought, wanted to know if I thought she was an alcoholic. Mm. Like she wanted me to judge. She might be if she thinks like that. But she (laughs) wants me to judge her and I really don't like to judge someone. Well, you're an expert. I'm not an expert on whether You're considered an expert. People think you're an expert. That's why they want your opinion. They want. They think I'm an expert, but I'm not an expert. No. I'm not an expert. I well, I, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine said, you're not an alcoholic until you say you're an alcoholic. So it's that simple. Right. It's not for anybody else to say. No, I think it's such a personal thing. Like you have to look at it within yourself and decide whether or not you are. Absolutely. I don't think that it's like, oh my gosh, if somebody else says it, I think it's so internal that it has nothing to do well, with it. Well, it's even beyond that because a doctor could tell you, and uh, but if it's not what you want to hear, you're just not going to believe it. So it's not until you say it yourself that you are one. That's just the way it works, just the way it is. Otherwise, it falls on deaf ears. How many times did people tell you, gee, I think you drink too much? Gee, I think maybe you have a problem. Gee, this, gee, that. And you're like, I'm not listening to them. 
I'm gonna, even when you tell your story, it wasn't until you were at a, a wedding somewhere and some guy who was in recovery says, you know you're an alcoholic, and you're like, you need to tell your story, like, am I an alcoholic, am I not an alcoholic? Well, you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and finally you decide you're not. And then all of a sudden you decide you are, and you haven't had a drink since you decided that you were. Right. That's a true story. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that, and I never really thought about it like that till to right this very second. It's like, really, it is. The alcoholic thing, it's really such a personal thing. You can't even, you can't tell somebody else you can't make somebody else. I mean, I guess, I mean, we know plenty of people that have taken people to rehabs and done all those things and like dragged people to meetings and done all those crazy things, but they, I don't think it really even matters. It's totally a personal thing from beginning to end. Well, like put it this way. Now, a lot of people get sentenced to 12 step meetings by the judge. Right? By the judge. So obviously the judge thinks they're an alcoholic. So they go to their 12-step meetings because the judge sent them there, but some of them get sober, most of them probably don't because they don't really believe they're an alcoholic. So it's not until they believe it that, that there's a chance that they could recover. Right. But I think that if you give it a chance, I mean, I know that, I I don't know if I can say that, but like that's what brought you in, right? I mean, I'm just saying that. Yeah, the judge. A judge made you go. Sure. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You got in trouble. I did. And then you realized, and I don't want to speak for you, but you realized that... Well, you heard my story. Right. I've heard your story numerous times. Mm -hmm. But the story being that you realized that every time you got in trouble, you were drunk. And when you stopped drinking after the after the judge told you to go to go to what I realized was meeting. I was in a lot of trouble. The judge made me go, and I <clears throat> I knew that I had to stop for a while, but I wasn't planning on stopping forever. No, not at all. But what happened to me was I stopped for a while, and I stopped for long enough to. So I just I heard what I needed to hear, which was a guy say, "If you don't drink, you can't get drunk." And that was what I needed to hear because I had been trying for a long time to figure out a way to drink and not get drunk. And it, it wasn't happening for me. And when he said that, I realized in that, in that instant, in all in that instant, I realized I haven't been drunk in four months. It's because I haven't had a drink. And I've been listening to these people for four months and I get it. I'm an alcoholic. That's been my problem. And so if I don't drink, I won't have any problems with alcohol, which is true. And I haven't. I have not had a single problem with alcohol since I quit drinking. You know, it's amazing. But it all happened in that instant for me. Yeah. But <clears throat> if you had told me two weeks before I, two weeks before, even the, the day that I heard that, prior to hearing that, I would not have said I was an alcoholic, even though I've been going to AA meetings every day for four months. I just had to hear what because, I needed to hear. And I don't like to interrupt as most of my listeners know. But my question to you, what was your, because we've never really, I don't know if we've ever even talked about it, but I know what I visioned an alcoholic to be. What did you vision an alcoholic to be? Um, like in your head, what was the, like if you thought of a picture of like, okay, this is what an alcoholic looks like in my imagination or whatever, what does an alcoholic look like? A bum, a, bum. a homeless person. You know, 
it doesn't look like a successful businessman. No, and that's what that's the thing about what you know when I was going to these meetings that I didn't get because it didn't look like most of those people. So I didn't really believe what they were telling me until I believed it. <laughs> that's the truth. And I think that's the delusion of it, right? That's the delusion that we all have of what a definition of an alcoholic looks like. I well, mean, yeah, sure. And I think for I only speak for myself, but um, <clears throat> you know, the worst that I in my mind that I made that look, then the 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 less likely I was to be one because I didn't look like that. Right. So as long as I didn't look like that, I must be okay. Right? Yeah. It's called denial. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you didn't look like you were a homeless person because you had on a suit or whatever and you went to work every day. I had a home. I definitely wasn't a homeless person. Right. And that's the craziest part is that we, because we think we have, a, because we know we have a home. We haven't, I mean, there are bottoms of people that, there are people that do get to that place where they don't have a home. And I do believe that at the, that point, and I'm, and I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not any of those things, and I'm not, I mean, I am a certified recovery coach, but beyond that, like, I think there's many, many other things that attribute to being an alcoholic, because it all falls under the umbrella of, of mental health, and I think there's sometimes other mitigating factors that aren't just alcohol. Well, but right. What I learned, and I'm not going to get into the discussion of homelessness, I'm just going to tell you what I learned about alcoholism that made me be able to understand why I was one, was that an alcoholic is a person who, once they start drinking, can't stop. It's that simple. So it doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do or where you live or where you don't live. If you have that phenomena where you just can't stop you're an alcoholic and I had, <clears throat> when I that's what I understood in that moment once I start I can't stop but since I hadn't started in four months I didn't have to worry about stopping you know I was stopped for all that time and I never understood that prior to that moment um, I had heard these people say it's the first drink that gets you drunk and I thought well that's not true you know, it's like the third, fourth, eighth, twelfth, whatever it is. I, I just I couldn't understand it. So I had to hear that guy say, if you don't drink, you won't get drunk. It made total sense to me. And so in that moment, I understood what an alcoholic is. An alcoholic is a person who has a, <clears throat> according to what I understand, a physical allergy to alcohol. So that once you once I once it crosses my lips. I just can't stop, whether I want to or not, because I have this weird allergy that makes me just crave more and more and more. And I'm really into the fact that I think that weird, weird, uh, la, la, can't even talk. Um, I think that weird allergy comes, I think it's genetically passed down, right? I think just like, you know, the fact that I have brown eyes is, I, I think, I see it in my family tree, like, I know where it came from. Sure, but it's like any disease, because, you know, you, their cancer runs in families, but then there's people that have no cancer in their family that right. can get cancer. So, it could happen to anybody. Um, you know, don't be, I don't want to be, uh, make people scared or anything, but, you know, it does, certainly does run in families. There's no question about that. And, um... So, and you talked this morning about being, this morning you talked about letting go of the past and the future and 
you talked also about not placing judgment on things. Yes. And that's where this conversation began with me talking about, like, we can't judge another person and tell someone else they're an alcoholic. I totally believe that. I believe that strongly from my heart. Mm-hmm. I know that spouses, loved ones, partners, relatives, friends can say to somebody, oh, my God, you have a drinking problem. I think you're an alcoholic. But no one knows them until themselves. It's all about insight. It's an inside, inside job. Right. It's inside of yourself that you know whether or not you're an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So when you said about placing judgment on things, what were you in reference, what was that in reference to today? Well, the, 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 the actual line that of, of, of thought was to, the whole idea was to slow down, to pause so that rather than to pass judgment on something, to be able to show discernment. Um, and that's what happens when one pauses. So, you know, judgment is right away, uh, you know, in my judgment, something's either good or bad, right or wrong, and that's it, right? Um, you know, but in, dis- in discernment, um, we can look at something and see that it has some good points and some bad points or, or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to get it doesn't, it doesn't have to become polarized, black and white, you know, positive, negative, however you want to look at it. You know, there's a whole gradient of things in between right and wrong. There's a whole gradient of things in between black and white. And most things fall in that area somewhere. So when we're quick to judge, uh, we're quick to shut the door on everything, pretty much. And that gradient means like the gray area, right? Like there's sure. variations. Well, I, I like to think between black and white, I, just because of me, but instead of the gray area, it's the area where all the colors are, <laughs> okay? Like uh, there's a lot going on there and it's all good stuff. Like gray areas, like doesn't sound that great, gray area to me anyway, that's just me. I love that, I agree with you. It doesn't sound like a gray area because a gray day is like a sad day. It's right. like the sun so is me, not. Between black and white is where all the colors are. It's where everything is, you know? Almost everything happens in all the colors. So that's where I want to be. You know, that's where I try to be. My ego makes me go to black and white all the time. Like numerous times a day, right? Like it's all either good or bad. It can't be like it's just okay. It can't right? be it's just is. Because that's where, that's where I strive to get to. It doesn't have to be okay. It just has to be, it, it is, is. And, and I can live in is, because is is what's going on in the, in the moment. And right. I know that when I'm in the moment, I'm experiencing all the colors, because that's where all the good stuff happens. Because guess what? That's the only place that life actually occurs is in the moment. You know, it doesn't occur a second after the moment or a second before the moment. It all happens in the moment. So that's where I strive to be, where the is is. The is is. Mm-hmm. The is is now. That's it. And we just passed an is. We, we did. And we're on our way to another we is. We an infinite number of moments all day long that we can experience if we want to. Is is where the color is? Absolutely. It's where all the colors are. All the colors are in the is. Mm-hmm. This might be a new thing you've started, the is, and being in the is and being in the color rather than being in the past or the future well it's not like it's rather than being in the the good or rather than being in the bad or rather than being in the right or being in the wrong 
is just to be in the is. Like it's the old thing, is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? Instead of wasting my time trying to decide if it's half full or half empty, why don't I just say what the glass is and it's got something in it and I can just go from there. I don't have to worry about whether it's half full or half empty. Is that kind of Buddhist, do you think, what you're I have no about? idea. I don't know any Buddhists at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh. The is. I think that placing judgment in the good and the bad isn't always a healthy thing. Do you agree? Um, well, I would say that it's... In my opinion, and this is only for me, because I know what a terrible judge I am, it's never a good idea. All I do whenever I do that is cause strife and resentment for myself or from other people. That's all I do. I, it, when I judge, I don't bring any serenity, I don't bring any peace, I don't bring any love, I don't bring under, any understanding to any situation ever. I just don't. I all I bring is my opinion, my ego, and my desire of ultimately my desire to prevail. That's what I really bring, and so there's 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 no good in that for me or for anybody else. I'm trying to digest what you just said. Because you don't want, your ego wants you to prevail. Your ego wants you to be better than everybody else. It just it doesn't necessarily have to be better. But it can be worse at times. But my too. ego wants things to, and it's not even about going. My ego wants things to go the way it thinks they should go. Okay, so sometimes that means I got to be right. Um, sometimes it means I got to be better than you. Or sometimes it means that, you know, if you would just do what I want you to do, everything would be great. Because you know better. Because my ego knows better. Exactly, because my ego, my ego thinks it's God. My ego actually thinks it's God. My ego thinks it has, it knows best, not just for me, but for everybody else. And my ego has, as soon as my ego comes in, I'm not in is anymore. I'm in, I'm generally in, in, uh, in what, what could be. That's yeah. generally where I am. I'm generally in front of is. So you don't always live in the color? God, no. I, I strive to. You strive to live in that little place. Is that the place where when you're doing like Buddhist, I know you don't do meditation. I mean, I know you do, but you don't do like guided meditation or anything. But so there's this place that they say that's in between your inhale and your exhale. Mm -hmm. That's that like that's that quiet spot right there, that little piece right there where there's nothing, right? It's not... You're not breathing in and you're not breathing out. It's just there. That space is like that's to get that space to be clear and just shining. I want to say, like you just said, with like bright colors and is. Well, the best way I could describe it would be once again, there's no ego involved, you know. So for me, that means that for me to be there, I have to be fully engaged in the present. That's where all the that's where all the gift is. That's where I I believe this is my belief. I just believe 
that's where all everything happens in the present moment. I believe that. If I want to be exposed to what's actually happening in my life, in life in general, I need to be in the present moment. Because if I'm not in the present moment, I'm not in. I'm, I'm outside of what's happening in life. You know, if I'm be, if I'm in the past or in the future, I'm not there. So I can't experience it. So my belief is, and and here's where I, here's where I've gotten this from is that <clears throat> I've experienced joy many times in my life. But you know, if, if I when I've thought about it, the only time that I've experienced joy is is in the moment. And so if I think back and remember, oh, I, I did this thing and I, I was I experienced so much joy, but I, I'm not feeling the joy by remembering it, and I'm certainly not like thinking, oh, if I do this, you know, or if this happens, I'm going to experience joy and get that feeling. It doesn't work that way. You know, that's a feeling that I only get it in the moment. It only happens while it's happening. It doesn't happen any other time. And so I just, I went from there to other experiences in my life and said, you know, all this stuff only happens in the moment. It only lasts as long as the moment. You know, sometimes it goes from moment to moment to moment to moment. But as they say, this too shall pass. It all passes as it does because the moments pass and I move into more moments. Now the really cool thing about it, <clears throat> and I've talked to a young friend of mine about this many, of many, many times, is that there, there is <clears throat> mathematically an infinite number of moments in every day. So there's an infinite amount of time for me to experience this throughout the day. And I know that's kind of mind boggling, but it's, it's, it's a truism and uh, so it's, it's very cool. But it all happens there. All of life happens there. So you love that thing about, um, you know, yesterday and tomorrow, what's it called? Yesterday, today and tomorrow. Yesterday, today and tomorrow. And, uh, you know, and it talks about yesterday and tomorrow. But all of the all everything in our existence happens in the moment. Right now. That's it. That's I it. can't experience it any other way except for in the moment. In the moment. It's in the moment. So, you know, so, and, and, and the and way I get in the moment, once again, for me, is to try to get my ego. And the ego's always coming in. So it's not even for me, it's not like, oh my God, my ego's back, you're gonna have to get rid of it, because it doesn't work that way, you know? It just doesn't work, because the ego's there, and you know, my gift is that I get moments without ego. You know, it's not that, it's not that I have moments and moments and moments, and all of a sudden ego comes in, because I'm a human being, you know? And uh, so it's hard, it's a, it takes, Practice. Well, it takes, a, for me, it took a lot of, um, yeah, it's practice. It really is. It's just getting focused on the here and the now. Like you've heard many people say, and you've said it yourself, like, where are my feet? This is where I am. I'm in this moment. That's what I need to focus on. And that's when you can have pure bliss and joy 
it happens all the time. You know, it happens all the time. So for me, it's not like a meditation thing because then I would only be able to feel it like, you know, for a couple of minutes every day, you know, but for me, it's just like, it depends on what I'm doing, but I have like, if I'm doing something that I'm, I really enjoy and I'm really good at, you know, that's what gets me to that place. And there's a lot of things that work for me and I'm not going to go into the list, but there's a lot of things that work for me as and are, I guess they're like practices, I suppose, but they get me to that place where I'm fully engaged. In the presence. In what's going on right now. One of the best, ironically, one of the best learning things for me, or one of the best teachers, I will say, one of the best teachers for me was trading markets. Because markets are completely fluid and they change all the time and you have to be there, you know, in it, in the moment to be able to get the trade done. Because once the moment's gone, the opportunity's gone, whatever it was. And uh, so it's really, that has really he helped. trades bonds, by the way, everybody. It's really helped me to get super focused on what's going on right now. Not like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Or gosh darn, I missed that. Because it doesn't matter. Because you're yeah. right there in the moment, 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 moment. And it's if you a, miss, if you miss a trade or you miss something, then it you just miss doesn't out. even matter that because you're just there because that's where it's going to happen. Where it's going to happen is right here and now. It's not going to happen in the future. It's not going to happen in the past. It only happens right now. And then once it's over, it's over. You know, well, you're you on to the next thing. Do you want to think it's? Um, and I hate to relate what you do for a living with a menial task, but I'm going to. Because I can tell you this, when I'm like, uh, if I'm vacuuming, all I'm thinking about is vacuuming. Like, is it a straight line? Is it not a straight line? Did I get everything? Like, I'm totally focused on the vacuuming. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just thinking about the vacuuming, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when I'm painting. I only think about the painting that I'm working on right then. That's and when you're thinking. talking about painting, people, when she's talking about painting, she's not talking about painting walls. She's actually about painting on a canvas. Yeah. And I, yes, I would say that's probably a lot more apropos than... Than vacuuming, but when I'm painting, when there. I, right? Because when I'm painting and I'm like wanting to make it look like an ocean, which is like one of my goals, is to make it look really like an ocean. And I sit there and I'm teaching myself, kind of, I'm self teaching myself how to do it. And it is such, uh, it's so interesting that I just when I'm doing it, I'm just right there in the moment. Sure, and I, I bet you, because I have a lot of activities like that, but I bet you there's many times when you sit down and start painting and when you get to that place of really being into it you know when you finally come out of that place you're like oh my gosh I've been doing this for four and a half hours right. I had no idea <laughs> no idea right because you were just in it everything else is gone you're existing in the moment and you're experiencing life to its fullest and that's Mecca on earth would you say I guess I don't know much about Mecca it's a city in Saudi Arabia <laughs> But uh, it's certainly. But it sounds but it's, like it's a very peaceful place to be. It's and it's. And it's I've just known for me, it has been a peaceful place to be. Yeah, it's serene and it's and it's contentment. And contentment is probably one of the most overlooked words in the English language. You know, because people are like contentment. It's like, wouldn't you rather have euphoria? <laughs> Maybe it's just addicts that think that way. 
But, uh, you know, but that is contentment. It's the best place to be. There's no better spot to be for me anyway than content. Yeah. And time flies. I'm content right now in my life. It's kind of nice. Yeah, time flies. It flies too fast. I can't believe it's January. Well, content, I mean, when you're content, time flies and it's good. It's a good passing of time. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, like I said, you all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for five hours. And it was great. And it's not like, you know, me 23, 24 years ago when I was, I think part of me was searching for this. And, uh, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, I've been drinking for nine hours. (laughs) Or or more likely, like I wake up the next morning and go, oh my God. Like what happened? What did I do? What was it all about? And, and believe me, there's no joy in that moment. You know, no. there's only terror. And regret. Yep. Yep. And remorse. So it's just, uh, but that's, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to convey. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's been so great. You know, that's, uh, that was today's been today's been a deep one. We did a deep podcast today. That was very deep. Well, battling the ego is not it. an easy I thing. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming on again. You're welcome. Sorry, you guys that are watching. By the way, I'm videotaping um, now the podcast. A suggestion from my friend Michael. You're only going to see a picture of me. You're not going to see a picture of JF. But here we are. We're moving to a new thing. We're going to be videotaping Busy Living Sober too. So it'll be on my YouTube channel, Busy Living Sober on YouTube and it's also on my website so you know what you need to get for people like me what you need to get like that special effect that like blocks out their you know blotches their face <laughs> it would be full <laughs> I'm not really good at editing um, I'm kind of a one man show as you can see I don't even have a mic or anything I do have a mic up north I just didn't bring it to Florida and I just feel like I'm just this is me I'm kind of campy I guess mm-hmm. old school old school old school as she holds her iPhone 10x or 11 or whatever the heck it is whatever it is it doesn't even matter (laughs) but until thank you so much for coming on sure I really appreciate it my pleasure and if anybody wants to reach out to JF or reach out to me you can reach us at Elizabeth no busy B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com that's B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober.com and um, until next week Keep getting busy. Living sober. Bye-bye.